Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. If you have kids, this is going to resonate, especially this one word, usually not the best word in the house, and that word is homework. Whenever you say that, it's, I know in my house, it's (laughs) usually not met with a positive, but even more so when you have a child that's going through some challenges, learning challenges, be it ADHD and such. And we're going to offer some relief, some reverse of the homework havoc and the stress that takes place in many houses. And she is somebody that helps families all the time, coaches them, is their advocate in their corner for any families dealing with ADHD and ADD and more. Karen Lowry is with us. Welcome back, Karen. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me, Steve. Yeah, it's good to have you here. And you are such a blessing and a resource for so many parents that don't know where to turn when they're dealing with situations connected to ADHD, or if they haven't even started the process, they have a suspicion. We've talked about that before, but let's, let's look at homework. If you're a parent and you have a suspicion of something in terms of learning, not being where it should be, what are some of the, what are the symptoms, you know, of homework after school homework challenges that uh, you've come across? Well, I'm pretty passionate about this because, again, uh, ADHD is a medical diagnosis, but many of these symptoms are invisible and not seen. And I have lived this. As I've said before, I have four kids. They all have ADHD, but officially two are diagnosed. And the one that I advocated for the most, my youngest, all of the things that I talk about were things that I saw um, even before he had school support. You know, our kids come home. Our kids with ADHD come home exhausted. They probably don't remember um, much of the negativity that they received because they weren't able to keep up with their peers, but they know that they should and mm-hmm. they feel bad about it. They they come home with um, homework that they don't maybe understand um, because of compre- comprehension issues or because they can't process. And that is not a learning issue necessarily. That is just part of ADHD. Process what is being said to do that homework. They may come home with classwork that wasn't done. And so the expectation is to finish that. So you can just imagine how overwhelming that is for this child. So this is what this is what you have. And also you may have a child who is diagnosed, maybe on medication. Some of the meds are, you know, starting to wear off when they get home as well. That is not, you know, a good setting for maybe that particular kid to hop right in to do homework as well. Um, I think that an ongoing conversation that I have had many times with parents and for me with uh, the school early on was, you know, what do I do? Do I make him jump right into homework as soon as he gets home before I can't get him back there anymore? Or if I give him a break, I can't whip him back to get to do homework because he's already lost that ability to do that. So it's, there's a lot of factors that go into this and it does depend on your child and, you know, what he has as far as struggles and what you should be doing to help that child um, to, to do that. And I think a lot of times what happens is um, we in the ADHD, where a lot of times we call it as the parents become the CEOs. So therefore, you feel like you want your child to succeed. You're, you want your child to feel good and have good self-esteem and you don't know what to do. So you start setting things up and doing things for that child. And although that does sound terrible, I mean, it is done. And I remember doing it as well. 
Um, for instance, if you have projects that are due and they have executive functioning deficits, which really include the ability to plan and organize. And if they haven't received any school support at that moment, they don't really know how to do any of that. And I think those are the kinds of things that bring parents in as the CEO to really prop them up and get them going. The problem, of course, is that they're not really doing it all themselves and they're not really owning it because it's not theirs. So that that is an issue. Um, so that's not a good thing, but very understandable. And uh, actually, I did that a lot, <laughs> quite honestly, mm-hmm. when I didn't know what I was doing either. So um, I think that what needs to be done, I think initially, because your question was, you know, what, what do you do, right? Aside from the fact that you are now supporting your child, the problem with that is that you are not showing the school the data that they need to see to give that child support if you're just masking it with your ability to be that child's CEO. So I think it's important mm. for a parent to realize that, that, you know, you're not letting your child drown. You're letting your child do what he can do and document the data that supports the need for more school support. When you talk about that data, what are we referring to? Because I know, you know, my kids, Google Classroom lists the assignments that should be done, things that weren't done. Uh, Even the um, parent portal has it there. So what data would the school not have that we should be providing? Well, I think when I say data, that does sound or just like or just or just insight. You mean insight on insight? Okay, but we do call it data because it doesn't have to be a complicated thing to gotcha. call it data. It's just information that you're gathering. Yeah. So that information is the behavior that's happening in in at the home, right? And remember too, they've in many cases held things together in school. Now they come home to their their the familiarity and their parents who accept them no matter what, right? Right. So now they see, you know, you might see some emotional dysregulation. That's all a part of executive functioning deficits. They feel overwhelmed. They come home with all this negativity and they feel they put negativity on themselves. Our kids are very intuitive and sensitive. And so they see what they should be doing, what their peers are doing, and they can't. So there's a lot of levels of frustration when they come home. So I think that what, what I'm talking about with data means you know, what happens when homework is to, to, is to begin? You know, what is going on right now? Do you see no focus? Do you see um, pushback, homework mm-hmm. refusal? Do you see uh, confusion? Um, he came home and he never understood what to do. Why does he not understand what to do? He came home uh, not with the right books in order to do what he needed to do. Um, why is it that he came home with classwork? Why was this not done? Now, obviously, Mm. they don't know that. That's not the parent's decision. That's just something they're observing. And if they didn't get feedback from the school, they need feedback. And that needs correcting, too. Because certainly, you can't pile a classwork assignment onto a child who's already having struggles dealing with homework. Um, Now you're going to have that child more behind because most likely they're not going to get the homework done. So all of that's really important. And I just think sometimes when parents don't know what to do, they feel like the only thing I can do is help my kid not look embarrassed and help my kid think he's successful. When in reality, our kid realizes, our kids realize that they're not being successful 
that they need all of this help and that they need to be able to do it themselves, but they're not going to put that all into words. You can't be an enabler. That's really what it comes down to. You want to enable your child to do great and you'll do whatever you can to help them. But it comes to a certain point where I believe you have to realize we have a problem here. And even though. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes too, uh, parents are in that position of, you know, what maybe other people in the school system are in too, as far as being confused, you know, they're looking at their child as, well, I mean, he looks great. He looks like everybody else. He, uh, he's smart like everybody else. There's no reason why he can't do this work. And, and I'm telling you, I've heard that so many times from schools and parents who maybe, I mean, not, not those who already have had a diagnosed child and they know better of what's happening, but maybe the early diagnoses and not understanding, or maybe early on in school, the kids were fine with ADHD. And then they hit middle school and all of a sudden the world is ending. You know, they can't figure out how to organize themselves because they have multiple teachers, multiple expectations, multiple projects, which are an absolute nightmare for some kids with executive functioning deficits. And then it's kind of like, I don't, like you were fine before. What's happening right now, just you need to mature. You need to pull it together. And I've heard teachers tell high schoolers that, like, you're old enough now. You can do this. And that's awful because you can't mature into something unless you have the tool to get it. You know, once you have the tools and then you learn how to do it, then you do it. But if you don't have it, being, you know, eight and being 12, it, there's there's not much of a difference if you still don't know how to time manage and you don't know or, how to organize um, the work that you have to do. And and shame on any teacher that says that, that, oh, you're it's, old enough, you should be able to. Take a look at what's going on now for freshmen in high school with, with you know, everything that's happening uh, with COVID coming out of that and all. Um, it's a whole new world. You just, you went from middle school, now you're in high school. Uh, if you look at, you speak to, and I've got lots of friends who are teachers. I, my daughter's in middle, uh, in high school just started and it was, it it was, yeah, yeah, there was challenges there, uh, for sure, because it's a whole new environment. It's almost like going from elementary school to middle school. It's a whole new thing now. Um, psychologically, you know, you want to keep up with everybody else. Then of course, social media doesn't help all of that. Um, when it comes to the school support, Karen, how does that, you know, you're at this juncture now, we're, we're centering on high school. Uh, I'm sorry, we're centering on homework and the challenges that you're maybe seeing that your kid has. What do you do with the school support? Where do you go from there? Well, it's it's really about the um, what I had spoken about previously regarding 504s and IEPs. Okay. And again, that's why, that's why, you're collecting this information to put that support in place, you know, and it may be, and again, like what I said before, the 504s, that is not special ed, that is general education, but it is to, uh, to uh, make the playing field level for that child. So um, that child is expected to learn the same way as any other child learns, but may have certain accommodations in place um, to help them without whatever specific struggles that they have. Hmm. Now, many times they're very generic, you know, class, classroom seating and, um, homework. Um, they might have extra time with homework. I've heard as much as a day and a half. I would caution on that too. It kind of just depends on the child, but those, that kind of accommodation is worrisome to me in a way 
Because if you have somebody who you're going to give, okay, well, just like put extra time in it so you get maybe an extra day. The other assignments haven't stopped. So be aware that, you know, if, if that is an issue um, and if, if you want to try it and that starts to create issues with time management, then, then there may be other reasons why that child can't keep up that has to be, that have to be looked into. So then you, then you move from, you know, do these accommodations work to um, you need your child evaluated for more support, which would be an IEP, um, whether it be academic or functional. You know, IEPs are not just academic. They can certainly be related to a child with ADHD who is having those functional or behavioral issues that happen a great deal in our kids. That can be um, more specified in IEP, and then you have very specific goals to attain, um, and there's teaching to it. So sometimes that's needed. So um, it's it's like not a black and white situation with our kids with ADHD at all. But I think that the parents have to really understand um, how to look at things, you know, just slapping together some accommodations and saying, well, your kid should be fine now because he doesn't have a learning disability or we're assuming he doesn't. We don't know that, you know, so it's a matter of always whether you're collecting data when you see some of the struggles that are going on. And again, grades are another thing. They are not the only reason to be concerned, but certainly grades are a thing too. And you know, kids are missing assignments. Their grades are not going to be very good. And it may not be a fair, it may not be a reflection of how smart they are. It's a, it's a reflection of a lack of executive functioning deficits and maybe some other things too, who knows. Um, so I can't stress enough how important it is when you see your child struggling to really pay attention to what is happening in this child. Um, you know, what's happening. And if your child's coming home with frustration, then I think the communication with the school is also really important to, to develop if you don't have it in place right then, because things are happening in the school perhaps that you don't know. And it's not like your child's going to come home and tell you, um, because quite honestly, they move on a lot of times. They don't remember a lot of this negativity. They just move away from it. And then they're, they're in their safe space when they come home. So uh, that's a huge, huge thing to me too. Data and school, school communication. You mentioned IEP and we have a, we have a question. I don't think it's related, but I think it's some type of evaluation. IEP stands for what? Individual education plan. Plant. Okay, gotcha. This is Dawn. By the way, you can reach out instant feedback, Steve at gmail.com. Dawn checks in from Hastings, West Virginia, says my son is 11, has been struggling with school for about a year now. My friend told me that I should ask for a psychoeducation evaluation. Can you tell me what that is? And your friend is right. Um, good for her. Hmm. Uh, now, again, I don't know what kind of struggling you're talking about or if he has previously had school support. But if, if he has or or not, you don't necessarily have to have a 504 to ask for that evaluation. So, yeah, so we'll go from there, assuming that, you know, he does. So that is true. That is the school is mandated to evaluate any suspected disability. Hmm. So whatever is happening, um, the gathering of data that you've seen that kind of makes you think that there's some issues or, or your child already is diagnosed with ADHD. So you already have some of those reasons to be concerned about how they are impacting his education. So it's very important to put that in writing, to, to write to the child study team, to request a full psychoeducation evaluation, and also document all of the reasons why you believe 
he needs to be evaluated. Now, the IDEA, the special ed, you know, governmental um, branch, Individuals with Disability Education Act, um, doesn't specify how long um, it should take for a school to respond to a parent like that. Um, what I've heard is it should be reasonable. So usually, you know, within seven to 10 days, you should have a response from the school. And if you have that data together, um, in general, I mean, I've seen, I've not seen schools. I mean, they will sometimes. I have not seen schools refuse to evaluate. So they are mandated to evaluate for free um, based on your concerns. And certainly um, I would also document any concerns that have been said to you by other teachers, because sometimes you know, look through your email. You got you got a teacher who's documenting um, non-focus, or you're documenting uh, you know missed assignments, or you know whatever the school is communicating to you is all part of your data, as long along with whatever it is that you're seeing as well. It almost sounds like uh, you need to do the old school paper trail. <laughs> you know, keep track. You of absolutely do need a paper trail here. Yeah, I've, I've seen where parents just verbally ask. And you're going to get pushed back or you're going to get, I forgot, or, and maybe legitimately they did forget, you right, know? Right. Yeah. Or even maybe, maybe it would be, uh, apropos here to, to keep a journal, keep a, just a, you know, you observe something. Maybe every day is very similar when your kid comes home from school and struggles with homework, but maybe there's a little clue, little symptom that comes up document it, keep it down. Even your correspondence with the school, keep, keep track of that. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Steve, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> it's like, you got to be your Absolutely. own advocate. You know, it's, it's Absolutely. you got, yes. you know what? I, I mean this with much love and respect. You got to be a Karen. <laughs> you got to be you. <laughs> you do. You do. And um, believe me, I have been to many IEP meetings with clients, but I have been wow. to many, many with my own son from the time he was practically born because he has the combined type. So you have hyperactivity as well as inattention. They're the nightmares in the classroom. And he was. Mm. And so, you know, people don't understand ADHD that well sometimes. And they believe it's, um, you know, that the, these kids are bad kids, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I it's have funny you, what you just, you just described somebody I know whose son just turned seven and she's starting that path of the evaluations um, because he's got hyperactivity and she suspects a little ADHD. She's also a teacher, so she's more plugged into it. She's plugged into the teachers. I believe she even mentioned that she might pay out of pocket for some type of evaluation. I'm not really sure. I'm not even sure what that test is, but she wants to, she wants to take every possible uh, opportunity to make sure that it's, it's dealt with and, and diagnosed properly. And and she has to. Uh, she's probably talking about an um, in, in a private evaluation. Um, you can request that from the school, and they can pay. It's pretty expensive. It's not usually covered by insurance. Hmm. The school can have certain people that they recommend. Okay. Although you don't have to take their recommendations, and they can agree to pay for that. They also can refuse to pay for it as well. And you have to make the decision whether or not you go and do your own. Right. Um, I think, and, and also too, be aware that you can do your private one, but they must look at it, but they don't have to take it into account when they are planning school support for your child. Hmm. So I kind of lean on, I mean, I did multiple private. I did do that. But I think to start out, I would start out with a school yeah. evaluation first 
yeah. before I went on to um, other avenues. But um, it's certainly understandable when you get frustrated with a school that you want to get your own private um, eval. But they can push back too. So just be careful about that. Yeah, I guess if you go the route of their tests, they're connected to it directly and they have to act accordingly. Uh, any other advice you have? Now, we're, we're centering on homework and the stress behind that. Oh, you know, we didn't even talk about the parental stress that, I mean, it, it's, well, a, right. uh, it's a challenge. First of all, no parent, no parent wants to be uh, a CEO of homework. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that, um, I think just the, the knowledge that parents need to have to understand ADHD and to know uh, your own child and what you can do to support him at home um, to do the homework is, is so important. And to be aware that, you know, he can't just be hanging out, he or she, hanging out without support. And once that support's in place and you know that's in place too, then you just, just need to be aware of how he learns and, you know, what is better, making sure he does homework in the very beginning when he gets home or does he need a break? And set a timer and have a conversation with that child. Um, this is what we're going to do and block it out. You know, sometimes they can't do work more than 15 minutes at a time, like significant um, ADHD. Sure. Um, and, and be aware of that. Like that's just who they are. Um, and that's why accommodations exist. So I think that um, that's what you have to do. Just be yeah. aware of how they learn and support them in that way. And, and schedule because they're creatures of habit. So it's the same deal every, whether you, you're doing your homework, as soon as you come home, then you go out and play and do whatever you want, or we're going to take a break. And right after dinner, you know, 6 PM, you've got time for homework and then you can do, you know, devices or whatever you want after that. I've always found structure is so key in dealing with all children. It doesn't matter, you know, what they're dealing with. Right. And, 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 you know, it's not a matter of whether, you know, some people I think say, well, if parent does that, you know, they're down the road, this, this child's going to have to know how to do something, it's going to take longer than 15 minutes. Well, I mean, obviously, ADHD does not go away, but kids down the road into adulthood, their prefrontal cortex does grow. They do get to some maturity level. I mean, my youngest, who has been quite a handful for a very long time, is 26, and he has learned how to deal with himself. And he's actually in pilot school, which is extremely rigorous. I wow. cannot even believe he's doing it. Even to me, harder than college. Um, it, he's like a miracle, but he found his passion. And my point about accommodations, he knows when he's not learning. He knows to take breaks. He knows that he needs movement. He knows that on his own. And it's all about learning it early on. What works for you? Every, everybody has, not, not everybody, but a lot of people have issues that they need to work around and they know what works best for them. When do they learn best? What time of day do they learn best? How do they learn? Um, and he's figured it out from all of the years mm. that he's uh, <laughs> been uh, right. um, advocated for. Um, and he just roams around when he just needs that break. And I think that that's what our kids need to learn early on. Yes, you can be successful. Yes, you will find your passion. But you need to understand yourself and how you learn and the kind of um, supports that need to be in place for you. Well, you're somebody that certainly helps many parents and their children figure it all out. If somebody wants to work with you, has questions, needs coaching, needs that advocate, like you just said before, which was amazing, Karen, where you've, you spoke to schools on the, uh, I think it was the IEP on their behalf dealing with that. 
how do they find you? The schools? Uh, no, just a parent. Oh, how do they find me? I get yeah, it. Yeah. Um, some people just Google me, but <laughs> a better way is uh, my email is Karen at addadvocate.com. Um, I do have a Facebook page, um, ADD Advocate, um, a private Facebook page. So it's all people who are that join my group who have kids with ADHD and it's a gotcha. support group. Um, and I, I will be launching a masterclass too. So um, that will mm. be coming as well. But to reach me, um, either message me on Facebook or you can certainly send me an email. I'll be happy to answer any questions. Excellent. There's not many like you out there. Uh, and I- You know, it's a little, it's a tiny, I mean, it doesn't feel tiny when you're in it. I suppose it's tiny. I don't know. Um, it's not like, I'm not really encompassing every disability. I'm encompassing this specific. Sure. ADHD. Yeah. And, and this group of parents um, need a lot of support and they need a lot of education. Because again, like I've said before, they've look, been looked at as bad parents and they feel bad parents. You know, why is my kid acting like this? How come that kid doesn't act like that? Believe me, I didn't go on, uh, I didn't let my kid go on school trips without me. Um, and when I did, um, I kind of was been, I was given the eye kind of like, can't you control him? You know, that kind of a thing early on, you know, things get better as they get older. No, yeah, totally. But, um, you know, you can't judge somebody else because you haven't walked in their shoes. And I know it's a cliche, but, you know, I've, I've even learned too. you're driving down the road, somebody cuts you off in traffic, your first instinct, but you don't know what they're dealing with. They might have gotten no. a horrible phone call. Yeah. They may have gotten no sleep last night because they're working, you know, five jobs, whatever it might be. No harm done. You go your way, I go my way, and that's it. Don't judge. But uh, advocacy is so important because even some of the tips that you've shared as we've talked, a lot of parents don't know them or know that they can demand certain tests and the school district has to do it because it, it is what it is. And let's, let's face it, you're paying taxes and you should get what your child needs. So Yes. Uh, the law protects our kids with disabilities, all disabilities. Thank yep. goodness. Absolutely. Yes. Once again, your website is? Um, addadvocate.com. Got it. Okay. Yes. yes. Karen, I appreciate you and you being here and look forward next time we get a chance to talk. Thank you, Steve. I, I, I love being here. I, yeah. hope, um, I hope parents learned a little bit. Yep. Um, I know it resonates with, with many because so many are dealing with it and so many more cases are being diagnosed, uh, with ADHD moving forward. So, uh, yeah. And never, and never let anyone tell you what your child is capable of. And as I went through that process, I still remember a superintendent who disliked me immensely, almost threw a chair in an IEP meeting, if you can believe that. And he said, uh, how, how do you know your child's even capable of any of this? So he linked ADHD with low IQ. And I said, well, my question to you would be, how do you know he's not capable? Sure. And he didn't like that either. My so question. never give up. Our kids are, are brilliant, intuitive, yeah. sensitive. My youngest son is, is beyond belief. The nicest, all my kids say he's the nicest kid of every one of them yeah. and very capable. Um, they just need help. They just need to under, people to understand what ADHD is all about. There's more going on in their minds than we ever give them credit for. And they, they see it all and they process it all. They just have a different way of expressing it. So, uh, yes, Karen, thank you so much. And we'll talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779. Message and data rates may apply. Reply STOP to opt out. That's DIPLOMA to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council.